0: <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Judith Wave, nurse practitioner and the host of the fourth trimester NP podcast. So today I'm so pleased because I have Dr. Zalia Brown with me. Um, she's a pharmacist and we get to talk about all things prenatal vitamin and supplements. So, uh, you know, welcome me in, in welcoming her. So a little bit of the background um, on Dr. Azalia Brown. So Dr. Azalia Brown is a clinical pharmacy specialist with over five years of experience in the hospital setting. She received her doctor of pharmacy degree from Musa University and completed postgraduate training at Wellstar Atlanta Medical Center. Though she primarily practices in the cardiology and critical care setting, she has experience taking care of a wide variety of patient populations. She's passionate about helping her patients optimize their medication and improving their health outcomes. Welcome, Dr. Zalia Brown, and thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> I just wanted to say, you know, you to do what you do during the pandemic, um, just like on a regular day, you save so many lives. But to do what you do during out the pandemic, the worldwide pandemic, I mean, there's not enough thank yous. So thank you also for giving us some of your time off. So,
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Okay, so our itinerary today will cover prenatal vitamins and then we'll also talk about um, how to choose a supplement. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I did a little bit of digging on the history of prenatal vitamins. Um, did you know much about this?
1: Oh, I didn't know about the history. Okay. Um, so that should be interesting to hear about.
0: So actually in the 1970s, they started to put folic acid into, I guess, what you'd call a multivitamin. And a decade later, it exploded in popularity um, when they realized that there was a link between folic acid and the well-being of the fetus. So that was, I thought, I mean, that's sort of a, a recent um, a recent development if you consider, you know, it's only about 40 years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, some of the fast facts that are related to prenatal vitamins, some of the baseline information we would like you guys to consider. If you're of childbearing age, you need to take a prenatal vitamin. Should we say it again? Like, <laughs> I don't even know. Like, This is our, part of our preconception care that we spoke about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crucial that you're taking it. Uh, in general, we know that 97% of women take prenatal vitamins, but they start when?
1: After they already find out that they're pregnant.
0: Exactly, and that's a little bit too late.
1: And sometimes it's three months, maybe even four months before they realize that they're pregnant. So you've missed a whole trimester almost of prenatal vitamins.
0: True. I actually saw this girl on um TikTok today, guys. I know it's not the New England Journal <laughs> of Medicine, so don't write me about that. Um but I saw this girl today on TikTok and she was like chronicling her pregnancy and um she didn't realize she was pregnant with twins until oh, she wow. was three months. Um, no I, I don't know if she was taking prenatal vitamins but I just thought as you said to your point uh, most times we miss that window so yeah, yeah. Um, and so yes yeah, so, I mean just to stress again just make sure you're taking it you have a uterus and uh, you, you have not experienced menopause please by all means uh, take a prenatal yeah,
1: and it's extra you know vitamins nutrition it, it won't harm you know, it can only help so
0: agreed completely <laughs> so why do we need a prenatal
1: so it's hard to get all the nutrients that you need from your diet alone like even though we may try our best you may never get eat enough meat or veggies throughout the day to meet the complete nutritional requirements and when you're pregnant with a baby um, they also require extra nutrients so the supplement is supposed to help supplement what's in your diet um, with the additional nutrients that you need for the healthy development of your baby so it may not provide every nutrient that you need in that supplement or even the total amount of that nutrient, but it's giving your body something extra um, that your diet won't be able to provide and, and making sure that you have the healthy development of your baby.
0: I mean, I agree. I mean, if I'm thinking about what did I eat today? Um, <laughs> I probably had some granola mm-hmm. and some almonds. Um, I mean, that's that's not enough for uh, human, just myself, you know, yeah. um, in terms of complete nutrition. So.
1: I had bubble tea, so that's <laughs> <laughs> so that's not even close to giving me. Anything. Did you
0: have bubble tea and a prenatal vitamin? Like I mean, I just you know that at least we got a little bit closer. So a bit closer. you know, I did take my vitamins this morning. Okay, good. Um, but the bubble tea, you know.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: And then one of the things I wanted to highlight, so you know, there there's 13 important vitamins, mm-hmm. and actually, you know, I when I would study, I would create all of these like little um, acronyms. And the one I came up for this was back to Mm B-A-C-K-E-D. So we know there are different types of vitamin Bs. Um, The one that we stress about is vitamin B9, which is, of course, folic acid. I Mm -hmm. know you guys are sick of it, but it's so (laughs) crucial. It's crucial that we talk about it. Um, And then vitamin A in recommended levels, um, vitamin C, vitamin K, vitamin E, and good old vitamin D. You know, Um, I was actually shocked. I saw that there are 1 billion people walking around this planet uh, deficient in vitamin D. Yeah. Uh,
1: Especially, like, sometimes you think when you live in warmer climates, like, we live in South Florida, and we have a lot of sunshine. But I have coworkers who are vitamin D deficient, like, when they got their their labs checked. Um, because we don't go out in the sun enough, um, we may not be eating fortified foods that have enough vitamin D. Um, so a lot of us are walking around <laughs> with vitamin D deficiency <laughs> and we just don't know it.
0: And that's in good old South Florida. Can you imagine, like, (laughs) I don't know, Alaska or something? I mean, completely deficient. Um, What are some of the other, like they were saying, a lot of some people don't go outside a lot. Um, It could be nutrition and also ethnicity. Like, the darker your skin is, you know, the Mm -hmm. more likely you are to be a little bit deficient with your vitamin D. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really like your recommendation. So, especially when you're going down this journey of, of considering supplements it's good to ask for a level Mm -hmm. you know ask your primary care provider or ask your ob and then that way they can titrate right the amount that you should be taking um, because you may need more than the blanket recommendation
1: yeah because the vitamin d in the multivitamin won't provide your total daily vitamin d that you're supposed to have and if you're already deficient it's not going to be enough to supplement Um, so it's always good to ask for a level sometimes you can even get vitamin b levels true Um, so it's good to ask and see if you need additional supplementation outside of your prenatal vitamin
0: yeah i agree um okay so another major um component of prenatals is good old iron Mm -hmm. you know um and we know that uh, especially during most women because of menstruation you know we tend to be iron deficient but especially during pregnancy when over the course of the pregnancy we make what And increase uh, almost 45% more blood our blood volume increases Um, so it becomes crucial one for us to have it in our prenatal but most times I know for myself with each of my pregnancies I ended up needing to take an additional iron supplement (laughs) um, just because I I was iron deficient Um, so it becomes really important and I think the baseline was 27 milligrams daily Uh, and then what are some foods that you would think like what foods come to mind for you
1: Like green leafy vegetables like meats like beef have iron Um, sometimes you can get it from some nutritional like the nutritional drinks and stuff like the shakes that you can get iron from but um, sometimes it's hard for us as women to have enough iron without supplementing because I know I have to take extra iron and that's not without pregnancy or anything it's just from you know having a cycle you mm-hmm. lose you know iron and it's it's um hard to keep up with because it's something that you have to constantly take true and constantly check
0: <laughs> true and i think the, the recommend you also take you should take vitamin c correct mm-hmm. with, with it the iron mm-hmm. yeah because so it boosts absorption absorbed. yeah um one of the things that i loved was um but just in school, they always talk about blackstrap molasses, oh. you know, as an iron source. And I'm yet to meet one patient who's like, you know what, Julia, if I'm supplementing with my blackstrap molasses. You know what I mean? Um, but if you're out there, please let me know because um, because I think it's a it's a it's a nice way of adding it. Yeah.
1: So. Like, I'm Jamaican, so my mom always kept beef, iron, and wine, which is a supplement. Really? In our House. I don't know if you've heard of. Never. It. And it's like this big jug of like dark liquid (laughs) that it tastes like wine really it's an iron supplement and she would make me drink it all the time in high school because she would like look at my hands and she would like pull down my eyelids and be like you look like you're deficient And make sure that I'm keeping up with my iron because I always had like low iron when I was younger. So that's something that I was always conscious of growing up. That I need to supplement my iron.
0: Do they still make it? They do. What What is the name of it again?
1: Beef iron and wine. When I beef iron and (laughs) wine.
0: I love that. I love that. I'm gonna look for it. If I can find it. If I can find it, like a. Um, on show notes like you know sometimes you can get stuff on like Amazon UK yeah. or something I mean I'm I'm looking for that thank <laughs> you for that I love that
1: and it tastes <laughs> like wine so if you like that it's like <laughs> did
0: you get a like as a okay guys as a child did you get a buzz from it or just tasted like it okay no it just tasted like it wow Yeah. okay I'm it's curious a little sweet
1: so I didn't mind taking it but my mom always made sure that I had that <laughs>
0: <before> <laughs> I'm googling as soon as we get off of this I'm googling it <laughs> Um, another major component of, you know, more recently for prenatal vitamins is DHA, mm-hmm. um, just good old uh, omega-3 fatty acid. Mm-hmm. And I tell me.
1: Because it's good for the brain development of the baby. And a lot of times we don't think about having that as a, some. a lot of multivitamins don't have omega fatty acids in it. You have to supplement that extra. And we don't necessarily think of like incorporating enough fish in our diet for some of us. So we may not be getting enough of it in our diet.
0: True. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was I was really happy that um at one point it was like really they were really worried about the mercury content for mm-hmm. fish and so they went, you know, but now that's turned around, I think they did a long like a long-term study in the uk and they looked at mom who moms who ate fish versus moms who didn't and those children had higher iqs oh. you know so yeah. then everybody's like well <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what what we'd recommend is like wild-caught salmon shrimp um and it's two to three servings some places say two servings some say three servings mm-hmm. uh but a lot of the, the more recent prenatal vitamins would have the, the amount that you need yeah um, and I
1: had a friend, she was so nervous about eating fish because she heard about issues with mercury when she was pregnant that she was cautious, like, yeah, I don't want to eat too much of it or just a little. Um, and I guess she didn't know about the different types of like wild-caught fish versus you know, eating shrimp or something like that. So it, I love women's, there's still a lot of misinformation about whether or not you can eat too much fish or what types of fish you can eat in pregnancy and that can lead to us not getting enough of it either.
0: True. I think it's a website called Safe Catch. Mm-hmm. Um so I'll include that once I verify. I'll I'll include that in the show notes. Yeah. You know? But I think there's tuna as well, just not albacore. You know, so definitely during my pregnancies I, I try to get as much salmon as possible just because I love it, you know, <laughs> um and then tuna spit more sparingly because I was like, "Is it albaco is it not? you know I was went through that um thought process, yeah, um and thankfully we could eat shrimp at nauseum. so <laughs> um okay, so folic acid. <laughs>
1: It's the most popular. (laughs) The it girl of the vitamins.
0: Yes. Um, And then, you know, why are we taking it? Um, Just to prevent.
1: The neural tube defects. So, like, the development of the brain, the spinal cord, and the tissues around the brain and the spinal cord. Um, Folic acid plays an integral role in all of that. And it can lead, like, folic acid deficiencies can lead to spontaneous abortions, meaning um, loss of baby or having a ch- baby with significant neurological defects. Correct. Um, so it's essential for the development of a healthy fetus to have enough folic acid.
0: Correct. And then the other thing too, I know that if you have a history, right? Like if you're, mm-hmm. you are had a prior pregnancy that ended with a child with spina bifida or anencephaly, mm-hmm. then there's a recommendation for a higher amount or yes. a higher um, amount of, of folic acid. Mm-hmm. But that's definitely a conversation that you need to have with your healthcare provider.
1: And they may want you to start it earlier like um you know that you want to get pregnant or you're thinking about pregnancy they may make you supplement your folic acid way in advance just to make sure that you're having folic acid in your diet to prevent any neuro defects if you become pregnant before you realize
0: agreed if you're doing stuff as my my friend said <laughs> if you're doing things that that may allow you to become pregnant you should be taking your folic acid so mm-hmm. um Okay, so, Colleen, like, and this is, like, I'm I'm being really transparent with you guys, which is why I'm glad that we do the research before, but I didn't realize how critical it was for neural tube defects. I really, I was surprised by it, and I... I sort of OD'd a little bit because you see it improves cognition, mm-hmm. attention span, memory, and problem solving. So I'm like, am I getting enough choline? <laughs> like, you no. Know, like how can I Okay, we're back to back to pregnant moms and what you can do for your baby. But one of the things that I wanted to highlight was that it it's an independent effect regardless of folic like, acid supplementation. So um it's really important that you make sure that you're getting um choline in your prenatal and i think you had done some research right like you found
1: i found that a lot of the multivitamins they don't have they may not have choline at all much less the amount that you need during pregnancy um even nature's made which is one of the most popular prenatal vitamins some of their prenatals have it and some do not so you have to look at the supplemental facts at the back of your multivitamin, that your prenatal Zuvano vitamin. Vano white fear. <laughs> and it will tell you all the components <laughs> of it, um, how much you're getting from it. So you can see how much supplementation is provided by your multivitamin, So it's for, by your prenatal. So it's important to not just buy a prenatal, but to read those nutrition facts and the supplemental facts to make sure you know how much you're getting from it. And also bring it to your primary care doctor so that they can, or your um, OB, or mm-hmm. your OB, so that they can, look or your CNM. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. So they can look. Can't at have a CNM writing me. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they can look at it and see if you're getting enough, or if based on your labs, or if you have any pre-existing conditions, do you need more of something? Do you need to supplement extra? Um, so it's always good to read those supplemental facts and also bring it to your um, healthcare provider.
0: True. Sure. Um, and actually, just this was the last prenatal vitamin that I took. Um, that I still take every day because I practice preconception care, and um, I there was no choline in it, but I was really happy that you were able to find one. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, we'll put the link why not? We'll put the yeah. link, um, just so that that patients have they're empowered, mm-hmm. um, and we could go forth that way. Yeah, and the recommended dosage was 450, 50 milligrams yeah, milligrams a day. And other sources outside of egg yolks. And it cannot be egg whites, okay? It's stressed. It has to be the egg yolk. Um, and then beef liver, because who eats <laughs> anyway?
1: Okay, beef liver. We're all to have a, a low-fat <laughs> diet, so some of us will eat the egg whites and not the egg yolks. True. So we have to be conscientious of that.
0: True. Yeah. Um, and good old salmon. I mean, salmon is ranking with a lot of the things um, that we spoke about. So salmon, beef. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so how, how do we, Dr. Zalia... Please, how do we choose? Tell me.
1: First, one thing I always recommend for all of my patients, um, regardless of, you know, pregnancy status or disease state, is make sure that you're getting your vitamins from a reputable source. Um, You have a lot of online um, places where you can buy vitamins or... Um, It's easier for vitamins to come to market than it is for drugs to come to market. So there may not be a lot of testing before the vitamins go to market. A lot of the testing for vitamins are after they've already made it to the market to make sure that they're safe.
0: Wow.
1: So. um, Thanks for that. (laughs) (laughs) I like to make sure that um, my patients know to look for the USP uh, recommended product. The USP is the United States Pharmacopeia. And they make sure that the vitamin it was made with good practices, meaning it was made you know in a sanitary environment. They're following um, all the recommendations to make a a, a good product. Um, that there's consistency between products. That you're not gonna have a thousand milligrams of folic acid in one (laughs) tablet and like 200 milligrams in another um that there's consistency that the product actually can be broken down by the body because if you swallow the tablet and it comes out the same way that it went in (laughs) you're not getting anything from that vitamin so the body has to be able to break it down and absorb it to be able to utilize the vitamins so it makes sure that all of those things are guaranteed from those products and not a lot of vitamins have um, the USP verification um, because it takes it's it costs money to be able to be USP verified, and it takes a while and stringent you know to follow stringent rules in order to be USP verified. But when you do have a vitamin that's USP verified, you have some guarantee that someone has looked into the components of your vitamin to make sure that what's in what it says on the bottle is actually what you're taking in the pill and then it can actually be broken down by your body and it was produced in a safe and ethical way
0: okay and then the other thing too i I mean we we sort of um jumped ahead a little bit but um i remember during the pandemic i was feeling stressed out so i'm like oh you know what i'm gonna try some ashwagandha (laughs) i went on I, i i ordered it and it had no effect right yeah. mm-hmm. so sometimes you know we take a chance when we're taking a supplement or we're taking a prenatal mm-hmm. and i did not i was not as conscious about um like the third party verification mm-hmm. so i didn't even check i didn't say well okay i'm seeing usb or any, any of the others um and it didn't it didn't work so that's also something we have to be concerned yeah. about right yeah um and just so that i can show everyone um right this is yes. our USP, right? That's what mm-hmm. we're looking for. Yes,
1: that little dark logo at the right beside the prenatal. Mm-hmm.
0: And then there's like a. I actually saw. I can't read it because you know I'm not wearing my glasses. <laughs> but they gave like a good disclosure and um, like a, a better description about about exactly what it means to have mm-hmm. that stamp of approval. Yes. Right.
1: And it's not a requirement for all vitamins which is why you have so many vitamins come to market and they don't have to have it but it's always especially if you're doing it for the health of yourself and your baby it's always good to have some guarantee that you're getting what you want to get out of your vitamin
0: no i completely agree i completely agree where were you you know a few years ago (laughs) um okay and then uh some pro tips right so we'll we'll end the segment of um how to choose a prenatal vitamin with some pro tips um let your provider know the type of prenatal vitamin you're taking so your brand name everything else um what else would you recommend
1: i would recommend also you seeing what the recommended amount of the tablet is because sometimes the serving size will be four capsules oh my god (laughs) can i swallow four capsules a day Mm -hmm, you know um that's true some of the
0: organic multi like vitamins are like that
1: yeah where it's like more like three, four capsules, or you take it and you think you only need one capsule mm-hmm. and you're not getting the recommended amount. Also, you have some overly zealous moms, <laughs> like you're very concerned about the health of your baby and so you take more than what's recommended. They said to take two, I'm going to take four. Yeah. Um, some of the components of those multivitamins, like vitamin A, can be toxic That's in true. levels that are too high. Um, so make sure that you're taking the recommended amount unless your, um, healthcare provider tells you something else. Like if they tell you that you need more supplementation or they tell you you need to supplement outside of the prenatal, that's one thing, but don't take without the supervision of your, um, healthcare provider like twice the amount of prenatal that that you need.
0: Thinking you're getting double the effect, right? Yes. Double the impact.
1: Yeah, like if t- one is good for me, I'm gonna <laughs> take two. two is better. It's gonna help my hair and my skin too. So
0: you know, no, no, that's a that's a good one. Um, and then taking it with food, I, I, you know, the first trimester can be kind of rough.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, sometimes you can only take folic acid in your first trimester, but if you can stomach prenatals, it's a good thing to take it with food.
1: Yeah, because the nausea can be. You know, pretty bad And some of the multivitamins are prenatals themselves They don't have the best taste Going down And it can trigger more nausea um, Something that I recommend is If you're having a lot of nausea or upset stomach After you take it, even if you try it with food Try it before bed, like you're going right to bed So you don't really feel it When you're asleep Correct. So when you take it right before bed That helps some t- for some patients Yeah,
0: that's a really good tip mm-hmm. That's a really good tip as well um, and then well I think we beat this this one to death. Uh, take it daily. Is if you have a if you have childbearing potential, should be taking a prenatal vitamin
1: it doesn't work if you don't take it (laughs) agreed
0: agreed and i think with that we'll end this segment um thank you guys so much for listening Uh, i want you to know that next week we're going to discuss how to choose a supplement in general we know that most most patients right they don't disclose this to their healthcare providers they're taking some kind of like ashwagandha i don't think i told the soul that i was taking ashwagandha you know what i mean um so and we re- I really should have had that. I didn't look to see. And I'm, I'm being transparent. Like I didn't see. I didn't pull up Hippocrates mm-hmm. and say, okay, how does this impact my Brio or my whatever else I'm taking? Yeah. Um, which is key, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. Um, and a so, lot yeah. of
1: times you'll ask your patients, are you taking any medications? And they don't think that vitamins are a part of it. But they are because they can interact with the medications that you're taking.
0: And decrease, um, right? Like it could negatively impact. Efficacy. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Or even cause harm in rare cases um but yeah it's always good to let your healthcare provider know what you're taking everything everything
0: <laughs> <laughs> all the gummies with all kinds yeah. of different implications okay um we thank won't you judge, guys i promise no we won't judge
1: face to face